Shall you we? So young. You look so young. Oh, cough, Wardy. I actually I've had feel an like... hour's worth of abuse from children on Lapis's stream. I don't need any more. <laughs> it's hilarious, though, isn't it? I feel oh. like a bit of a mirror. You both look really alike. This now. is what I mean. I can feel the Jack Ward. <laughs> Hold on, let me get a mug. <laughs> I look far. I am far more attractive. Let's put it that way. Wardy doesn't have the double chin that I do, but there we go. Like peas in a pod. <laughs> I'm joking, Jake. You are you you are still beautiful. Still How's beautiful. are you, Wardy, babe? You're listening to that League One podcast. Hello again. Welcome along for episode number 25 of that League One podcast. Grateful for your company as always. All four of us. Well. Three adults and one child on the end are looking forward to having you along for this hour or so to talk all things League One. It's been in the script all week, that one. It's been a massive weekend with some crunch games and I'm sure plenty besides that will be thrown into our chat as well. We will talk, we will start with the big news of the weekend. Wardy, nice surprise visit for Nappers. We should explain it was only a surprise for Nappers in the end as all three of us knew about it. Some of us knew earlier than others. How was your trip down to Devon? Yeah, it was a really good weekend, mate. Really good to see Nappers for the, the second time, which is so weird. We work with each other every single week and only met him once before Saturday, yesterday. So that was really nice. But it was a, a really good weekend, a really good weekend. It was strange going to a League One game with, with a little bit more access. Obviously one that I was there for, for different reasons, doing bits and pieces for lots of different people and lots of different experience which was which was good fun but no it was it was i got to see some players in the flesh got to i actually got a belly rub from harper um a very good footballer who scored a goal uh, a against belly Cleveland. rub he gave me a little little it was a little tap on the belly just a little tap on the belly just, just say hello. Something, Wardy, mate. <laughs> too, too many bks young jack <laughs> <laughs> he was um he was good um scott um uh, what's his name charlie adam he is he's bold he's bold in the flesh um, Hedigan's massive. Uh, no, not quite, not quite. Uh, but no, yeah, all the it was a, a, a yeah. I'll, I'll cut it short because uh, there's a lot of funny stories to come out of it. Um, the height was good. A few comments on my height. Um, but other than that, yeah, really good weekend. So we've had abuse on Jake's lack of facial hair, Wardy's height. Me and Ben have actually come out of the weekend quite well. How are you, Nappers? Uh, I don't think I've come out this weekend very well in terms of uh... shit. That was an air. That was a strong. That was a strong air. Look, I thought that was Jamie. Jamie, can I get? Yeah. Fuck me. What, what? What horrible week I've had. But I tell you what. But um, no, it was good to see you, Wardy. Um, I'd say I'd, I'd say something funny now, right? So the, the person I was with, he, he he says it as it is, right? And he was asking a few questions about all Tone. the podcast. No, someone called Sean. Anyway, so um, he, anyway, so we're talking about it, and he was going. So he does Wardy support? Then I went Oxford, and he goes. So why is he here? Then I went. Oh, he's just doing some media play. But he goes to uni. He goes. Oh, where does he study? So I told him, and and he goes. Did he go to games? I went. Um, he goes to like the occasional one. He goes. He's been to. I went. Probably six home games, maybe five or six away. Um, mostly over Christmas, and, he, and honestly, he took a gasp. He goes. What the fuck does he have a YouTube channel? Why is he on your podcast? He don't go to games on there, like, yeah, that is the running joke. And he went, he went, he went, he went. Does he, is he prepared in terms of like, does he watch games at home? I went, yeah, he watched on iFollow. And, and he goes, so does he watch like League One in general? Then I went, um, 
he watched goals go into the back of the goal very powerfully into the goal. That's so true, um, actually. Yeah. What, what do what do I do? What do I do? Part time and I was wearing no round up this weekend. I mean, I, I maybe it's the end of my career. You have been busy. You have been busy. Uh, whilst yes, all the fun was. was all the fun was being had in Exeter. Babyface Jakey boy was 200 miles or so north in Staffordshire, living it up with Reeds the Reeds the Wind. How's the weekend treated you, mate? Oh, I made a mistake, boys. I've shaved my beard off. And I, um, Which is not great for an audio podcast, by the way. Yeah, we should it's, say. Not, it's not. I'm sure, I'm sure one of the wonderful chaps that run the social media accounts can upload some sort of squeeze i'm surprised there hasn't been one taken already um to be honest uh, oh here it comes what a surprise <laughs> um uh, look on friday night i asked my neighbor dave he's a really good lad dave he's um he's an adult he's a more adult adult if that makes sense he's in his early 30s so he's lived he's lived this life a little bit more you know i'll pass my wisdom on to you like i get my wisdom from dave I, I borrowed this. I don't want any of your wisdom when it comes to facial hair. Fuck it. I don't want yeah, any wisdom. He's got, well, he's got more facial hair than me, but so do most newborn babies at the minute. Um, to, be, <laughs> to be honest, um, I borrowed his razor thinking, I'm going to go meet my mate Ben, not Ben Natman, Ben Dawson. Um, hello, Dawson, in town for a drink um, after the game when I get back from the fun bus, which I was on at quarter past eight and hammered by quarter to nine. Um, I just I just went over just to have a bit of a shave. Only a little bit will come off. I look really trim and really sharp, and everything will look good. Uh, and I slipped. So, uh, and this will be for patrons. Uh, so I essentially had a full beard, and I, like a little part of my chin, like a strip off my chin, just fell off. And I thought, well, I've got to <laughs> take the old thing off now. And I, uh, and subsequently, I looked like a baby. And it was a great photo that the, the club photographer took of me. Um, with my arms out, looking like an absolute baby face at the uh, at the football on Saturday after Rita the Rita Wine scored a second and secured our fourth within five. So, football very good, emotion, mental health probably in the bin after coming off Napa's show uh, in the comments. But now I'm I'm glad nah, to be that's we 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 mean it in it. We mean it in good jest. I mean, it does look fucking terrible. Don't get me wrong, but you know. <laughs> Let's not go. You look fucking. No, no. Ironically, I look like I look like you, Warby, which is a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. That's a massive problem. I I wouldn't want to. I could have done your roundup this week, couldn't I? And no one would have known the difference. I don't know why I gave. I don't know why I didn't give you a message. To be fair, you'd have. But you'd have been. They wouldn't have noticed. They wouldn't have noticed. Genuinely, the more I look at you both, the more I look at you both, the more I think. No, no, come on. So similar. Wardy's not got the uh, the chinage that I have attached to my face. This is more nights out, and I might do. Maybe it's, maybe it's more of the hair. Shout outs this week. We are going to combine with the caption of the week, which I feel like is a bit disappointing that we didn't do a caption when you'd shaved all your hair off. This feels a bit redundant now, but it did make a return to our Twitter page recently. We posted the picture of Nappers iron up from close range, which was the ideal screenshot to use. You were very inventive at home. Some of the best ones included Aaron's shout for the four musketeers, which is very kind. And Martin said, when Tom announces it, may be time to consider starting that championship podcast, which I, li- which I liked as well. 11 games to go, Martin. Logan. Logan came with a personal favourite of mine, which says when Jack tells everyone he's finally got a season ticket at the Kassam, which I technically think he does. Uh, Queen of Telop, Sue said Jack announces he's got a girlfriend. Sue, if there are any future exclusives on that, you will be the first to know. And Sammy Rowson said when Sue tells Nappers that Tom's her new favourite. Believe you me, Sue, it will take a lot for Sue. Um, well, it will take 
Sorry, believe you me, Sam, it would take a lot for Sue to swap her favourites, and I reckon Nappers has got that one tied down. Jay, what, do you, we... what do you reckon her list of favourites are? I don't know. I couldn't possibly comment. All right, fair enough. She definitely has a list of favourites. Uh, yeah, and I, both I think I'm bottom. And, and oh, you're so bottom. After my, after my comments at the start of the season, I, I think I might be at the bottom of the list. I've never met her, though, so maybe I could be naturally at the bottom. No, Wardy, every time she, her, she references your dry sense of humour, so she's a big fan of you. Yeah, and right, Tom, right, she right, loves Tom smells nice. So uh, She did say I smell nice, which I'm going to take to my grave, that one. I think you've got nappers, and then you've got like a little bit of a... A, a, a subsection where you've got Wardy and Tom, and then like a subsection to your subsection, you've got me. So I'm not a sub subsection. Nice. Yeah. Before <laughs> there's Sue's minute and a half on the podcast every week. Before we go diving into everything, a gentle reminder for you that this episode and every episode for that matter is available to watch with the visuals, which is even more fitting this weekend for the. Uh, gentlemen just taking a sip uh it's all included on our patreon page head over to patreon.com forward slash that league one podcast when's it gonna end um or some of us when's it gonna end robbie you can watch when's some it, of us in all our back. week out massive thank you as always to our wonderful tea loppers over there hello to you all we will be rewarding everybody with a tea lop extra very soon we're going to briefly head back to Tuesday before we tackle Saturday head-on. Cambridge lost 2-1 at home to Bolton. The biggest talking point for that one was Neil Harris's last game in charge. Of course, he jumped ship back to Millwall after less than 15 games in charge. Nappers, your reaction to that news this week? Um, Surprising because just come back of a 4-0 written all over it, haven't they, away, away at Carlisle. So, um, but obviously the club has gone back to he loves and cherishes very much and it's a good opportunity for him in the championship. Um, I think if I was a Cambridge fan, I wouldn't be very happy. That I think 80 days, 81 days he lasted there. Um, obviously picked him up when, realistically, he'd just been sat from a League Two football club. Stupidly got sat at Gillingham, bear in mind. I think he's done all right at Cambridge in terms of results. That They haven't been great on the eye at times. Been a bit drab, you know, a lot of games where they've either scored two or three or not scored at all. So I think you'd have kept Cambridge back in it. And now I think the next three or four games are massive for them. I think they've um, got some tricky fixtures in there against big football teams as well, you know, and you know, division favourites. So um, it's going to be interesting. And uh, the next management appointment is massive for them, yeah. Wardy's working assumption that his team prefer midweek games didn't quite work out as Oxford let their lead slip twice at the Kassam. Tony Springett sprung off the bench in minute 85 to score the equaliser in minute 92. Tutton and I roll there from Jakey. A hard-fought point for the Cobblers, a fifth draw in six games for Oxford. It was back-to-back defeats for Darren Moore in his first two games in charge as the Royals rose to a 2-0 win at the Medeski over Port Vale. Lewis Wings goal is an absolute thing of beauty to put a bit more light between Reading and the drop zone. It finished one of piece between Wigan and Cheltenham on Friday night that kicked off the league one action this weekend and for Saturday's games there's only one place to start Blackpool four Bolton one Wardy a massive game with a local tinge to it Bolton with only two defeats in 12 now Blackpool's home record continues to be bit pretty strong against the Wanderers unbeaten in their last 11 now I don't think many are expecting this scoreline no not the scoreline Bolton have been I've been inconsistent in recent weeks, actually. I think if you look at look at Bolton, they've had they've had a chance to really sort of stay chasing Pompey quite closely, and they still could with those games in hand. But I, yeah, I felt I felt they've been quite patchy in recent weeks, and, and yesterday was a, a really disappointing one for them because they were outplayed and outperformed for probably everything other than the first sort of twenty minutes of the match. 
There's a bit of controversy around the red card. Should it have been a red card? Obviously, if you're intending to go and, and, and win the ball, even though you are the last man as such, and he was, there is a, a question as to whether or not that is a red card. The referee sent him off. I think it's the letter of the law is it's harsh because I think he is trying to win the ball. It's a bad tackle. It's a bad tackle. It is obviously denying a goal and it is a penalty that was converted. Bolton, again, strange rotation. And I think on I, I'm I'm still a little bit weirded out with Ian Everett and the way that he's trying to sort of look at this running. Lots of teams that are going to be strong in this running are going to have a consistent 11, are going to have the best team. And you look at Bolton and you compare them with Pompey, we all know Pompey's best 11. We know Pompey's consistent best 11 is, is pretty evident. With Bolton, it's very, very changey every single week. Mag Homer starts and he doesn't. Uh, you've got a back three that changes every single week. You've got Aaron Collins they brought in the brought in the, in the winter and that looked as though it was a a marquee signing for this level and he's not really been given starts frequently since he's joined the football club and he's match fit. He's, you know, he was playing week in, week out for Bristol Rovers before. Again, he's not really getting into that 11 yet. It's really quite patchy in terms of performance, in terms of results and there's little consistency of the team that Ian Everett's picking and I think that might be a reason why we're not seeing this run really kick on and we've all said about Bolton everyone keeps saying Bolton are going to come second Bolton are going to win the league right now there's no evidence to suggest they're going to because they can't remain consistent and that's pretty easy coming from someone who supports Oxford who are exactly the same there is no consistency but I think there's a real real lack of continuity within that 11 and within that squad and I think the performances and results are reflecting that do Bolton have an issue with killing games off? I think potentially because big chances they did have in that first 20 minutes, they probably should have been winning the game um, and, and winning the game by some distance. They took the lead, of course, but Blackpool, very clinical in the way they came forward. And we've seen now Blackpool, again, I'm using the word again, consistency, or for the Blackpool this season, it's been inconsistency. Home and away, home may have been much stronger, but away they haven't. But even some home games this season, they haven't been you know, always firing. Much better, of course, on home turf. Even with that with the home form, I don't think they expected to beat Bolton 4-1, but they thoroughly deserved it because they took their chances. And on the eye, you could see they were visually better and wanted it more, I think, take away that first 20 minutes of football. So thoroughly deserved. Really impressed with Blackpool. I think the, the frustrating that's still going to come out of this Blackpool fan base is there's evidence to say they can do it. They honestly can do it. When they are firing, they will beat any team. And we know Bolton have been very good this season. They've just beaten one of the better teams in this league very, very comfortably. Yes, maybe with a man advantage for for a, for a spell, but you've got to beat what's in front of you. And they converted the penalty that was definitely given anyway. Take away the red card. Thanks, Wardy. Back to me for Reading against Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury knowing they go level on points with Reading with a game in hand if they won this one. Reading with a really pleasing home form uptick. Five wins and six for them heading into this. It only took three minutes for a potential T-Lop goal of the weekend to be scored. And there's another contender in this game too. Jordan Shipley with an absolute humdinger. Jack Ward Football Podcast is going to love this. 0.02 XG on that strike. Question marks over oh. Button's involvement in the pre prevention for some, perhaps Tom Bayliss turned Reading, in, uh, turned Reading inside out shortly after. Really nice goal from him as well. It was 1-2 inside 10 minutes of the game. Sam Smith with his first of 2024. Great advantage from referee Oddie Yates allowed for Kelvin Iabachaman to net the equaliser courtesy of a deflection. His first for the club since the tail end of August. Then upstep 20-year-old Tom Bloxman for the winner. A fabulous effort, a yard or two outside the box. Cracking. Finished the first time that Shrewsbury have gone three games unbeaten in just under a year. 
Me again for Barnsley Derby. Big 2-1 win. Big, big game at the top end of League One for this. A season-defining afternoon, some might say. Barnsley have only lost once in the calendar year of 2024 and their record against Derby is a strong one, unbeaten in their last five home games against them now, winning both, uh, winning all three of their last three at Oakwell. Sonny Bradley's first goal in the Ram shirt came at a good time for them, albeit not a fantastic goal line clearance to help it in. Talk about Adam Phillips and the importance of his goals recently. What an audacious strike that was to bring Barnsley right back into it on the stroke of halftime and a slightly more routine flick on the head for the winner in the second half. We have discussed how strong Derby are in their travel. Still the most wins away of any League One side before the weekend at 11. Most goals conceded on the road two in 31 now. But of course, uh, sorry, most got scored on the road to in 31. But they'll, of course, be disappointed to lose such a crunch game like that. I agree with Paul Warren. Doesn't look like there was too much in the game. Difficult for him to ask for much more of his side. And only the Rams' third defeat in 20 league games. We will all be keeping an eye on Barnsley here on TLOP in the coming weeks. They have arguably the easiest route to the end of the season now. A team to watch for sure. Jakey, Oxford 1, Leighton Orient 2. Oh. Thank you so much for giving me this game, especially no after the uh, the result. I was um, I was delighted actually. Uh, yeah, Leighton Orient made it eight wins in thirteen games and closed the gap to the top six at just six points, following an impressive win over playoff hopefuls Oxford United. The reverse fixture, actually, if you can cast your mind back, was quite a symbol of unity in Oxfordshire. If you can remember, it was the game that Craig Short took charge of. Straight after Liam Manning left, and I think Oxford won the game 3 2, Wardy. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I was right. Get in. Um, yes, it was Leighton Orange Day, though, in the sunshine of Oxfordshire yesterday. The host started brightly. It's a great finish from the Jack Ward football podcast uh, into the into the onion bag. It looks a bit of an OG, though, from, from my point of view. So maybe we'll have to look at that one for the end of season bonus, Wardy, if you get that one, one or not to tick you over to 10. Um, Orient grew into the game though and, and, and started playing football, some really good football, forcing opportunities uh, against Oxford, one of which was taken just before the halftime interval. It's a great finish from Ollie O'Neill. If you can remember that we did the um the deadline stream, I was bigging up Ollie O'Neill's move from from late from Fulham to Leighton Orient. He's, he looks like he's really fitting in there. I think that's goals in back-to-back games for him now. Um they didn't stop there though. Jamie Cumming made a really good save from a free kick, but inevitably. Uh, Leighton Orient did get the winner that their play deserved. George Moncare found a yard, half a yard in the Oxford United penalty area and found the back of the net. Yellows came close to equalising late on, uh, but a great camera save from Solbrin denied them a share of the spoils. That's one win in nine now for Oxford, which certainly not the form of a side wanting to finish in that top six. Uh, the fan base seemed a little bit split on whether the criticism falls with Des or it goes to beyond him in terms of above the uh, above the pyramid. The U's still have Pompey, Bolton, Peterborough and Stevenage to play before the campaign is over. So if they can get themselves over the line, they'll have done it the hard way. But yeah, Oxford 1, Leighton Orient 2. Three wins and 13 in all competitions in 2024 for Oxford now. Wardy, you said earlier on 4-0 Sunday Live you wanted to spend a bit of time perhaps venting. So here's the floor. Twitter clip away. Not really, not not venting for me. I think discussing. Yeah, I think we are making this very very difficult. That's the headline. We are making this very very difficult. And I'm intrigued actually. If we want to spend a little bit more time on it, I want to get a bit of an external on it totally. Um, 
I'm going to go to Nappers because I think he put a tweet out earlier about the the statistical side of Desi's time so far. And I want to give my thoughts, if you don't mind, boys, spend a little bit of time on this because Definitely. I think sometimes we can you can get too involved yourself. And when you're reading about your football club so much, you can maybe have your opinion swayed a little bit and, and you can naturally sort of feel as though you don't actually... Sometimes you don't know what you think, which sounds really weird because you are sort of... Indoor, I guess you're reading and taking in so much information from others who have stronger opinions or, or maybe have certain sort of ways of breaking aspects of the game down and, and break and breaking down a manager that hasn't been here very long there's some big calls and some big statements coming out from quite a few people and i'm in a i'm in i'm in the firm boat of i think there's still a long way to go this season but there's still a long way to go with des buckingham as oxford united head coach i truly believe that but ben to you completely external to the situation what is going on at Oxford and how would you describe it short-term and long-term? Look, a lot of draws in there. And I think the I think when we look at statistics, I think it's five wins, seven draws, seven defeats. I think that's right. Um, yeah. I think that's, what, 22 points? Well, Oxford, realistically, if you want to go up, you want to be looking at about 29-30. And a lot of those draws, you're thinking, right, realistically, Northampton at home, you should be looking at winning that game of football with the chances that you have. Obviously, Northampton come back. The pause of game, there's elements of reasoning to think you can win that you know, for, for an hour. You, you kept them at bay and then stupidly you conceded, what, two in the space of, what, ten minutes? And it's just that bit of naivety at this moment in time. And obviously, injuries are killing you as well. You've had injuries to, to key players. Um, obviously, the goalkeeper, I think Beadle, went back as well to, and gone on loan to Sheffield Wednesday. And that's kind of shown how important he was for the football club. I think Cummings coming in and done OK, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's Beadle-like. Um, and then you're having to rely on, you know, young, young, you know, young players like, you know, Wim McGregor, you know, he's still, he's still, he's still a, you know, Young age in terms of a footballer, put it that way. Yeah. Um, Tyler Goodrum again, another good young player, and obviously you got experienced players. You know, you know Eastwood. Obviously played a bit of late. You know, in goal. You know, Moore as well. And um, so you've got a bit of a nice blend, but you just don't look like that. that you've got you've got that extra gear to get yourself to win games of football. Like you look like you're winning, but when you're winning, you're looking like you're only winning because you're better than the opposition, and. That shouldn't happen when you're Oxford. Oxford have got a decent budget. They're competitive and they should be in the top five, top six, in my opinion, with that budget. And to be, what, 16th um, in the form table? And I think Derby have taken something like 18 more points in you. Bear in mind, you were, you were clear of those you know, before we came into the football club. I think there's no real clear... He's got his philosophy in the way he wants to play, and I get that. But there's no really clear game plan from minute one, and it's like it's all right when it's nil nil or you go one nil up. But as soon as you go one nil down, it's like, how do we get out of this? And it's like you probably, I see a lot with Fleetwood. It's first goal, well, you know, last goal wins, but first goal wins, and kind of at times where you look a little bit naive when you go a goal down or two one down, it's like. Where's that fighting spirit? You had ones under, you know, Carl Robinson, to be fair, and even Manning as well. Uh, I just kind of think that um, maybe it, you're not in a mess, but you, you, going into even if you get into the playoffs, I, I don't think I'd be happy getting into the playoffs at this moment in time because at least with Stevenage, you know, they put a bit of a run together. I think what Oxford need is three wins in a row, and then things will look different. We've not really seen that on the dead. It's kind of been very broken, if you get what I mean, like very stop, start, like a bit like the lockdown season was like one minute you're on and one minute you're off. And uh, so yeah, I think 
Oxford played Fleetwood a couple of seasons ago and he had 15 players out injured. Beat us 3-1, right? But um it feels like very much like like that. I think we're I think we're naive when we go a goal up as well. One that up against Leighton Orient, lost that game. One that up against Northampton, drew that game. One that up against Pompey, drew that game. We're taking leads in games as well. We're taking leads in games and we're, and we're being way too, again, naive when it comes to, I'm not going to say seeing out the game. You should be seeing out any game at half time. You should be trying to kill the game off. We've got the quality to kill teams off. You've got to, you can't be seeing out a game at home to Leighton Orient, you know, at one nil at half time. You've got to try and, you know, you've got to try and hurt them again. And we're not, we're not, there isn't a print, there isn't a philosophy yet. There isn't a philosophy. We, if you look at the grass and you watch us play, we are actually a transition team, which is, which is not what Des Buckingham is. Des Buckingham is not a transitional manager playing style wise. He's not somebody that hits, you know, that has hit on the counter attack. He's not somebody who's been happy to soak up pressure and be quick on the break. He can do that. He likes to use wide players and quick players, but that's actually after being patient and dominant within a match of football. And we're not doing that. We are so passive. The tempo is so slow. We were out running that midfield yesterday. I was really excited with Matete coming in. I watched the game back in full yesterday. He was not playing very well. He couldn't get hold of that midfield. We were really weird in the way that we set up against Northampton. We went with a lot of attack personnel and we left just Brannigan as the holding midfielder. There was an argument about whether or not the, the system was the reason why we lost or, or or drew that game or won it. The outcome, of course, it was a draw in the end. We could have, we should have won, but we didn't because, again, silly individual mistakes have cost us. The final point I say, and look, I think you've got to give it, they, whatever happens, I, I don't see the point sometimes in discussing him, Des Buckingham, as, as a person to be sacked or not to be sacked because they're not going to sack him. They can't physically sack him because they've paid out so much money for this guy. They got to two contract negotiations for this manager. They had to win both of those and pay a lot of money to get him out of those two contracts. And they obviously appointed him because they feel as though he's the right person for the long term as well as the short term. Obviously, the short term so far hasn't been haven't been very bright. My last point I'd say is, is probably I wonder a little bit, and he'll never admit it, and I wouldn't want him to admit it because I think that would be a sign of weakness. And sometimes people say, oh, you know, that isn't a bad thing to sort of publicly say, you know be honest and I think honesty is important I think part of it is we didn't quite understand that the opposition difference between where Des Buckingham has been before and where they where it is now he built a fantastic side but who he was playing in those divisions is nothing like the opposition you're getting here in League One because there is a huge difference in quality and I think maybe the game plan is there. The philosophy is there, but it's not working because teams are better. Teams are better than what this philosophy and what these principles are used to. And I, again, the baseline of that is not many. For example, we set up against Leighton Orient at home. I'm sure if you played a home game, if you're in Mumbai and you played a home game against the mid-table team in the Indian Super League, you could wipe them off the floor. But a mid-table side that are in good form in League One is miles above that level. And I think maybe these players are not quite taking in that information yet. 
and we're struggling within games. We're struggling to nail down certain important details because the opposition, that game plan isn't quite set to the level of these players that we're playing against. That might be way too simple and it could be completely wrong. I think a mix of, I think the players... They're not the they're not the same fearless team. They're not playing with great confidence. You can see that the results aren't great. You wouldn't be playing with great confidence when you've drawn so many games and the form isn't very. I mean, it's not bright at all. But yeah, it's, it's a difficult place. I, I don't see the point in, in discussing whether he's the right or wrong man because that isn't going to happen. You've got to get that out of your head. That he's not going to be sacked. I think what's going to happen is, and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because I've accepted it now. We're not good enough to go up, so we've got to. Give it a bloody good go for the rest of the season. And if we fall short, it's a frustration because of how good we were at the start of the season under a new manager. But the summer and the start of next season is absolutely massive for Des Buckingham. Jake, I'm conscious of time, but is there anything pressing you wanted to add on Oxford? <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I listened to, to Wardy there. I think part of, part of what I think he said is part of, British culture in terms of, I don't know if you boys have, have noticed normally uh, and the stat goes that the team that, that scored the first game tend to go on and win the game most times, more times than not. So I can understand to an extent and I think it's a problem within British football. You don't see it so much on the continent and out in, in Americas and, 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 and elsewhere. I think you do see more teams sitting back on a 1-0 lead, even at home, even if it's a team that you maybe should beat four or five. I think it's a problem within the British game. Um, people are so fascinated, uh, so, you know, they're, they're so they're so worked up around getting the first goal and, and making sure that, that you're able to secure the win. But they, they, they seem to, I think, it, like I say, it's a problem in British football in terms of our mentality and, and, and the defence mechanism that your first thought is to, right, let's not go get another one. Let's hold back and sit tight what we've got. And, and I think you saw that yesterday with Oxford. Um, although uh, what you said, Woody, about Brannigan was the only player sort of playing as a holding midfielder um, in terms of everyone else was pushed up. Perhaps that, that that was Oxford trying to go and kill the game off. If they're playing that... We're missing you know, more massively at the back, by the way. Nap has made a really good point the other day. Ever since we, we haven't had more for the last two games and defensively we look like an awful, awful unit. Sam Long's had a really tough time at right back, but defensively at the moment is a problem as well. The, the goal-scoring aspect of it and the build-up play, that has its flaws. And right now, we don't look like a side slick and able to control and create a consistent tempo. But every time a team comes forward, I mean, Leighton Orton were very good. They were very well organised and took their chances. Yeah. The goals are so... They're, they're sloppy goals. They're so sloppy. Northampton, again, it, it, it was very, very, very avoidable. And these are... Th the, the, and again, the, the, I don't want to go on again. The final point I'd say is... <laughs> Manning has fucked us right up, you know, and I know we can't. Well, think we about knew it. that when he went. I know, I know, I know. I know. Get over your ex, mate. No, no, I know, and and again, that, I'm, I, but he not not to the point where I'm I'm begging for him to come back, and I'm crying that he's gone. More to the point, if I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think we. Un I think he that that him just hit, having that person that started the season, and build this squad. I think having him leave, we're now, it's like, it's like, you know, we've had that honeymoon phase and now we're sort of going, right, we're a little bit lonely. And this new guy's come in and it, it hasn't quite gone straight away. It hasn't quite kicked on straight away. And you mentioned the point earlier, Jake, about the Craig Short when he came in. We look like, that, that looked like a, that wasn't, that was a Liam Manning team. And he wasn't there. We look, um, we've got further and further away from that. 
even with a new coach, you had, let's be honest, reading between the lines. I didn't watch every Mumbai game. Pretty simple, not simple, sorry, uh, similar um, ways of uh, approaching games of football. <laughs> not but he simple. Might feel... Sorry to any of our Indian listeners. Not, not simple <laughs> whatsoever. Well, it's more of an offence. I'm sure there's a, a lot of tactical elements that go into the Indian Super League, but I think it's <laughs> there's a... He when now I think he when when he left deep down we probably were writing off the second half of the season a little bit. Should we move on? Uh, Portville nil, Please Lincoln do. City oh, two. Fantastic. Benjamin Darren Moore's first home league game in charge after two tricky away trips for him. Still yet to win a game in twenty twenty four. Portville thirteen goals conceded for Vale now across six games against Lincoln of late. <laughs> oh. T- there we go. There he is. Oh, try one more time, Ben. Always involved in Port Vale, isn't it? Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, you just don't look near the level Port Vale. Like, there's been some bits of fight, but not enough. And Darren Moore's obviously come in and you know, only been in the building less than two weeks on Tuesday. Obviously, um, Fleetwood on Tuesday, so we played Port Vale. Um, two games, five goals conceded, and the first goal they conceded. It's a joke. It really is um, comical. I don't know what the defenders doing. I don't know what Ripley's doing. Lack of communication, and that has been their biggest issue. There's no leaders. There's no communication, and it says a lot when the goalkeeper Conor Ripley's every week is coming out apologising to the fans. For me, after two or three times, yeah. After that, it gets tiresome. Stop apologising and do something about it. And that's nothing against Conor Ripley, who's a very good goalkeeper and probably Port Vale's best players. And when your best player is your goalkeeper, you're in, you're in trouble. They look like... No, they look, the strikers... Well, the probably Beatles on Tuesday. I, I'm going to still say this. I don't care. The strikers aren't good enough for this level. It was ridiculous that they let Ellis Harrison leave the football club. And I thought that when, he, when we left Fleet with mm. Port Vale, I just didn't understand it. And to bring Loft and Wilson in, look, it's not good enough. And the, the plays, you know, around them like Chislett and Garrity are, are pulling Port Vale through at this moment in time. But for Lincoln, again, Taylor doesn't get that chance if he doesn't score last week. It's kind of a striker's dream. Good finish for the lad. Scored 11 last year. Scored two this now for Lincoln. And I said, as soon as he gets a goal, I said to Jake, I think he'll score. I think he'll score at least a minimum of the five before now the end of the season, which I think would you'll get Lincoln minimum into the top 10, ninth position, you know, all being well. Um, Scored a penalty last season at Wembley. And who else scored a penalty yesterday? Um, read to the read to the Y. Lincoln eight unbeaten with four draws. And the four draws, to be honest, right, Derby, Peterborough, Charlton and Wickham away. And the four wins against sides. You'd expect Lincoln to get minimum 10 points out of. But again, they've got 12, you know, in beating Exeter, Port Vale, Burton and um, 10-man uh, Fleetwood. Um, but again, good couple of weeks for the football club, 16 points. And again, if you can keep replicating that for the next eight games, maybe. Was uh, was was Joe Taylor 10 yards, Jakey? Do you think? Don't matter, mate. Don't really matter, does it? Because it, it, my my opinion is the centre-half has to play it sideways, yeah. does he? It, he could just hoof it up the pitch. He's got the it's entire. A ten, it's a ten-yard radius, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but well, he, he chose to take the free kick, mate. Clearest and, pen you'll uh, see. And well. Look, well, it's a goal. It's a great goal. Um, the only I'm team that came to win that. this weekend, as well. Oh, can I add? So, um, <laughs> absolutely, I'm going to make the fucking most of this because this ain't going to happen very often. Um, <laughs> fuck you, you, and you. Um, yes. Fantastic. Look, that's eight unbeaten. Lucky beard. Um, 
What's that coming over the hill, Wardy? It's my fucking fifty quid, mate. We're coming for you. I'm telling you. I'm. Telling I'm. With, I'm so. I'm so confident that we're still going to fish high. Uh, do you want to do double or nothing? No, I'm not doubling or nothing, mate. I'm just. I'm Ooh. just saying we are coming over the hill. And uh, you sure you don't want are, double, or what double or nothing? Mean because if they finish know. above you, you'll be giving them hundred quid. Yeah. yeah, essentially. So essentially, I'm so it's not double or nothing, then, is it? it? Much, no, it's mate. just I'll double it now because I'm still so confident. Or no, I'll do it so that if you do finish oh, higher, so he, oh, so they get he gets double and you get fifty. 50. Yeah, yeah. So he, I'm confident. Oh, sick. So okay, confident. cool. That that'll pay for my night out uh, in Portsmouth uh, when we go out with Tom at the end of April. Oh, um, fake hey, beer coming back down to Portsmouth. Are you? Yeah, you could get one. But um, I tell you what, no, I've yeah, still that, got that, a turkey ticket for you, Jake. If you we, want, one. we can we can talk about the Lincoln game at some fucking point. No, no. No. All right, fair go enough on. then. Oh, yeah, go on. No, we I, want to hear no. it desperately. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. You got. We've got to get it in before we have fucking half an hour Portsmouth chat. Well, I'm just thinking. Nah, it's nil nil. They ain't got any today. Lost it late enough. Oh no, because he didn't win today, so we can't. You know, this has got to be half an hour. Surely we've got talking detail. How Rico Hackett sent Conor Ripley the wrong fucking way. But no, yeah, look, it it was a good win. It was one that was needed. I think. Um, you know, like Ben said, uh, eight eight unbeaten, uh, four wins in the last five make us the most formed team in the division. Um, you know, certainly not a, a, a bad tag to. Are you sure? To, have you won four of your last five, Tom? Are you sure you're the most formed team in the division? Yes, mate. Well, well we are with you. Depending on what form you judge it on. Okay. Yeah. Fair well. Go on, on yeah. You go. yeah. In the last game, you're the best form in the division because you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the last game against Port Vale, we are the formed team in the division. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. Joe Taylor getting another goal is massive for his confidence. And do you sure? Do you you're the most formed team in the division? In the last five games, well, no, well, in the last six games, games, mate. Yeah, that is the last five games. Hey, in the last six they are. We've won four of our last five. How are we not the most important? No teams won five, have they? On points per game, you are level with Pompey in the last five games. Right, as an and, and, and we share the, the top position. Is that right? We share it, yeah. So you're Thank the joint you. form so, team. So, so yeah. Technically, I was right. We are. Well, technically, we were both right. But on you go. Thanks. Um, yes, I, I'm so confused as where this conversation has gone for this game. But um, yes, good win. Um, Port Vale. Port Vale, by the way, are fucking awful. Like, they are so shit. Oh, my God. Um they 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 just look so poor in terms of. I was just about to ask. <laughs> you... I know what he's gonna say. What do you mean? You know what I'm gonna say? Go on, no warning. Go on, you tell me. I don't have a fucking clue, mate. They were they were <laughs> could awful. You, could you do it? Could you? Could you do it? Um, <laughs> don't wipe the nose in a serious way. Give me. In a week's yeah. time, we could be three points off the top six. Right. So you, ha- we'll, we'll assess this in a week's time when Wardy's hosting, if we can still do it. So, um, look, there is the, if you don't have hope in football, what do you have? Napa's is as hopeful that Fleetwood are going to stay up. You're hopeful, Wardy, that you're going to finish in the top six. You know, we've gone on a run where we've come from nowhere. We've we, The deficit at the start of February was 16 points. To the top six, right? That deficit is now nine points, and we have a game in hand, right? There isn't. Right. You cannot say that we are not making up ground 
quicker than Susan Boyle eats fucking steak and ale pies. Do you know what I mean? Right? What I'm saying is there's a chance, and there is a chance that we could do something, but it all depends on our next, for me, our next three. So we play Shrewsbury on Tuesday, which I think is a game we should win. We then play Stevenage at home next Saturday, which will be a really tough one. And then we go away to Barnsley. If we can pick up, I would say, five or six points out of those two, uh, three games, I think we've uh, we, we've got a bit of a chance. But um, I think you've look, got it's just nice. That, that Stevenage result was massive. Yeah, I that this is what I, mean. I think that game is is huge because if we if we can beat them, then that puts us almost at level points with them. And if, depending on how they get on on Tuesday as well, we could close the gap to them completely. So oh, yeah, it's well, look. It is, it is, it is so good coming on it's here. It's the only team that wins. It is because... a big if. It reminds me of when Pompey were in this position last season. When when I went on a sort on a Sunday live, um, and I don't know who it was, but they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we're still going to do it." And I was looking at the league table, being like, "This is still you are still chasing." It, I think it might have been a similar position. I think it was something. It was might have been this time last season. And it, you were, we were probably going playoffs around, or no playoffs. We all went playoffs, like and you're seven or eight. Like, are like seven or eight points because you've got to remember you're not they haven't stopped playing the teams above you so you've got to make up you know you're not you're not eight points away from the playoffs you've made up seven points only yeah you have but you've also got to go well you're not you've got seven or eight points you've got to make up not just get so that's what stevenage game that'd be a piece of cake we'll be level on points I was going to say Oxford have stopped playing above them, haven't they? So that's one. Two, mm. Yeah, but you're way. not. But you got Leighton Orient, who we we fucked you right up because you got we gave you. You know that that for you that yesterday no, would have been a good result. Because Leighton Orient play Blackpool on Tuesday night, which helps us even more because one of one of them two are going to drop points as well. And if we pick up maximum, we could go above Leighton Orient on Tuesday night. So I don't think you're quite there yet. It all does sound a little bit if my grandma and all... had wheels, she would have been a bike kind of thing at the minute. If I'm honest, look, if you don't have hope but... in football, then what do you fucking no, have? No, absolutely. You know I mean? hope. And we're all really rooting for you, apart from Wardy, no, who's well, going to well, lose no. out. Yeah, I'm rooting for you. Well, ben won't hear the end of it, but I'm rooting. Can I just ask, by the way, is, what happens if it's like goal difference? Does that goal difference decide whoever finishes above? Well, well, yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. the league table, isn't it? <laughs> what happens if, if what goal, goal if like everything's equal? We have to do a Jack versus Jake penalty shootout. No, it'll go to scores on the bloody doors. Oh, I could do that. I could do that. It'll go to scores on the bloody doors. Yeah, we'll get we'll revert to the. It's not going to finish. It's not going to finish in the same goal. It's not going to finish in the exact same. I mean, we'll, we'll go down to we're what? So you're saying we've got to score the same? So it'll be goals scored, goals against. Whoever finishes higher in the. Well, we have a miles goal. better defense than you, and you have a miles better attack than we do. So. Well, yeah, we scored twenty more goals than you have. And we've con- how many goals have you conceded? 44 and yours 32, yeah. So it's fairly. That's cons- we also we won. We won. I'm also. I mean, Should... you are only. It's, there's nine points difference. <laughs> yeah, with a game in hand, Wardy, and we still play you. That six we're points. Not, yeah, we we still we do turn like we're not like completely. Yeah, no, shit. I'm like, just we saying are... that that could be six points made. We're up. not. We're not Fleetwood. No, I'm. I'm just saying that could be six points made up already. <laughs> Should, excuse me. We Should we move on? Though. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, Rovers, short ass. Bristol. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Fucking hell, not what I'm drinking. Carlo won comfortably one of the, we're talking about Lincoln being the best form side, comfortably one of the worst form teams in English football. Travelled to the Mem, just six points on the road all season for Carlisle against a Rover mm. side, Jakey, who made it three wins on the spin against Carlisle. What did you make of it? Yeah, nine defeats in ten now for Carlisle, which tells you everything you need to know about how bad they are. Um, yesterday was the, the Giovanni Brown show. I don't know if you've seen the first mm. goal. Um, from from Bristol Rover, it's a great great bit of skill, um, and then he then to couple the skill up with the pass to Chris Martin, I think makes it well worthy of a, a mention for for goal of the week. Whoever's got that, I assume it wasn't Wardy, because uh, that would involve looking at all the goals again. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was um, it was it was interesting. It was a good game. Obviously, that cancelled out Josh Feller's opener. But, but, but Carlisle, they just look so devoid of confidence. Even going a goal up, they, they look like they're going to get beat, and they know that a goal is is coming around the corner. Um, yeah, the, the, the second one, Scott Sinclair, former Man City and Setwick man, absolutely hammers it off the underside of the crossbar, and it, and it goes in. Carlisle look good as as good as down. Fourteen points from safety in thirteen games to play, just looks absolutely inevitable for them. Bristol, uh, for Bristol Rovers, I think that's a good marker for, for next season. I think that will be something that Matty Taylor's looking at to build a, a serious playoff challenge next year. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it was a good win for Bristol Rovers. At which point do you deem them down, J.K.? I think you already can. Now. I, you, can't expect, you can't expect them to close a gap between them and the, the team above, uh, above the dotted line. Um, within 13, they've got 20 points all season, Tom. They're not going to, they're not miraculously going to turn around a, a, a 14 point deficit within th- within mm. a third of the get, you know, half the games as to what they've played. So for me and me and Ben were just saying on his league on live, um, I, I think you can pretty much just count Carlisle down at this point. I don't, I, I don't, I can't see them winning every game between now and the end of the season. The, the metrics, both defensively and offensively. Don't stack stack up for that for that to be lightly. So, yeah. I think you're looking at, at Carlisle playing League Two football well. next year. Playing for Paul right. in his interview said that he's going to just experiment with the team for the last for last 13 games of the season. You might so. as well. Mm. You might as well for a yeah. Bit and he, he's looking at it as right. Well, we've got loads of new players in here. I'm probably going to be here next season because he's sort of built that trust over last year in League Two. I might as well start almost treating it like a competi- a very competitive preseason. And it, mm. you know, and, and as a fan, although they've probably accepted it. That would be. Well, they haven't. They haven't. If you if you watch some, if you go on the Carlisle forums, mate, they they are they are battling. They are rallying. They reckon they're going to stay up. They were they were great against us, weren't they, Wardy? Uh, Burton nil, Northampton two. Burton made it consecutive yeah. league yeah. wins on the road for the first time this season last weekend. Uh, how well we're going to ask you, Wardy? How do they get on back on home soil against the Northampton side, earning their first clean sheet in thirteen games yesterday? And they ended up looking pretty comfortable in the end, didn't they? How did Burton get on? Not very well. Not very well. Um, a really good, a really strong result for, for Northampton, who keep plodding away. They keep keep going. Last three games, have obviously, have, have, have been good. And they've got two really big, important wins in there and a draw with us in, on that Tuesday as well. So, you know, seven days of football, there or thereabouts. It's been a very, very strong week. Um, for Burton, I think it's a bit of a... I think it's a bit of a blow because they were sort of really picking up that type of, of momentum that I think has, has been building since the, the new managers come in and, and quite a few new players came in 
it felt a little bit like a buffer, felt a little bit like a, a harsh stop. And actually, at times, Burton were trying to play some some decent stuff. I don't think it was a very good game. Second half in particular, I thought was really bad. Um, you know, Northampton took both of their chances they had in, in the first 45. But yeah, it felt a bit of a, a sucker punch of Burton because they felt as though they were really starting to pick up. But again, you know, um, the players that have been so important for Northampton this season coming along and, and providing the goods, Pinnock, Bowie Simpson, Nappers is cracking right up. What are you laughing at? He's just put something in our Snapchat group, I think. <laughs> it, oh, it's the baby one. <laughs> Um, it doesn't look anything I'm different, I'm fucked though. off, so I thought, why, why not fuck someone out? If, if I'm miserable, someone else has to be miserable. <laughs> are we all done on Burton Northampton, Wally? Are we all done on my yeah. fucking baby face is the question? No. No, I don't think uh, But are. no, 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 it's important, it's important for Northampton. And again, I think if you're putting Northampton in that conversation as well, Northampton and Lincoln play the same number of games, same number of points. So we're now by saying by definition, Northampton are in a top six race, Jake. Same points. Oh, for fuck. Remember, right. it is like the, the Lincoln is the Holy Grail. It is the Trinity. It is right, like the true. world's greatest. The world place. revolves around Lincoln. Absolutely. The world revolves yeah. around Lincoln, absolutely. Do you enjoy uh, your Lincoln on 48 points? points size. Do any of you watch um, Luke Pingu? Yes. Yeah, You'd be great on a tenable, Ben. Yeah, You'd be amazing. Yeah, I love the tenable. I think, I think we were going to nick that at once. I think we still are. But. Um, they were talking, he had, um, I think it was Callum Fowler on, obviously really good uh, content creator. Um, and they were talking about like um, like cities in the football league. And Lincoln came up and, the, and he went, oh, the best cathedral. I was like, fucking Jake. Why? I yeah. just kept thinking you. I thought. Well done, Cal. I'll He's in his head, that five later. No, it was Pingu, Yeah, it was Pingu. Yeah, it was Pingu. Yeah, it was Pingu. Yeah, he would, would if he stops writing Pompey off. Cambridge nil, Peter a one. One of the most hotly Ooh, contested derbies in League One. Yes, we've had a lot of Jakey tonight, haven't we? Aren't you lucky bunch? Peter came into this one on the back of four straight losses. Had only lost four in 30 prior to that. That is a Napa-style stat, that one. What went down in Cambridgeshire, Jakey? Well, a derby day win for, for the posh. Back-to-back uh, -back wins in, in all competitions now for... Peter Burt, the posh, who put their place in the BSM Trophy final in midweek. They've finally got a cup final to play, not that they've had many of them recently. I've uh, now completed the league double over Cambridge with an aggregate score of just the six goals with no reply. Posh controlled the first half. Uh, Archie Collins went close early on, hitting the crossbar. Um, the goal, boys, if we can remember, um, do we all remember Thierry Small's goal last week for, for Charlton against yep. Bolton? The cross. The cross. It's the same thing. It's the same goal. Pretty much copy-paste. The, the Cambridge keeper will be really disappointed in, in his performance. Obviously not forgetting that Cambridge did have a goal disallowed just before for offside. Elias Kachunga a judge to be offside. If that's another picture of my baby face, Nappers, I'm going to kill you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Posh and the one one of five in the league, which sees him rise into the Skyway League on playoffs for Cambridge. Questions will have to be asked behind the scenes following Neil Harris's return to his spiritual home, Millwall, in midweek. Michael Duff, Gary Rower, and Gary Monk lead the list of the candidates to take over at the Abbey. It'll be interesting to see where they're going to go from here. That's a pretty Thank you very much, Jakey. Always fantastic from you. Uh, we are back with Mr. Jack Ward Football Podcast, who made the surprise visit to Exeter for their one-all draw against Fleetwood. Long old trip for Ben and the Cod Army and yourself, Wardy. Tell us all about it. Yeah, it was to Exeter, he just for his own team. Christ. Yeah, 
Yeah. Night out uh, in Barnstable as well. That's a bit of a questionable one. It's a rogue oh, one. What you drink, boy? What were you on last night? Cider. Um, I'll tell you what. This is. I don't know what reaction's going to be. I'm going to say it anyway. Class A but... drugs? No. What the hell? You began to Port Vale, mate? Um, no. Uh, but I try. I've never had this before. And this is going to be... I, I presume we've all had this. But um, Smirnoff Ice. I presume we've all had this before. Yeah. I've never oh, had it before. Oh, my God. You little really? white girl. What? I've never had it before. Oh, I did yesterday, but I've never had it. What have you had it, Jake? No. What was it? Two for a five. You look like a little white girl at the moment. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear. If you had a smell of eyes right now, it wouldn't look weird. If I was to walk past you in the street, not knowing you had the shade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really good trip. Yeah, I did go to Barnstables. Good night, actually. A fever, club called Fever. Um, pretty good. Um, spoons, you had to pay two pounds, but I had, a, I had a two pound entry for spoons, which is interesting. But I could have used my discount, mate, and got in for 160 yeah. for spoons. Yeah, because apparently, so it's normal spoons at the back, it's like a, it's got like a dance floor club thing, but you just pay two pounds yeah. to go in. I mean, it was all right. Sophie Ellis Bexter there. Was it, a, was it a Lloyd's bar? It, yes, because someone said that it, it, they're owned by Weatherspoons, but it is a Lloyd's Bar, isn't it? They're not actually, they're not really it a spoon. Becomes a, it becomes a pub, at, like, it becomes a night at like nine o'clock. Oh, yeah, Weatherspoons yeah. expert, Ben Natman. Yeah, well, he does. Uh, you do work there, it's allowed to say. Uh, yeah, bar, I do. Um, I'm not going to say which one because I love no. people coming people come in and see me, eh, Jake? Well, I came and saw you. Look, good swag work. You didn't. Uh, I tell, tell you what's funny about that, right? He comes, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, he was walking up. And don't you've ever seen um, Phoenix Night or Max and Pad? It's one of the one. I think it's Phoenix Night, and it's the Bolton fans coming in. We're Bolton. We're Bolton. We're on the. I was like, how far away is he? Right? And he comes up, right? <laughs> and I, I go to the little handshake and mug, and he's there with his bloody sandwich. And, and I, you know when Chris Wilder was on about the referee, and he went to go and talk to the referee. <laughs> I just find that complete lack of respect. Obviously, I'm going up to him and he was just eating his sandwich. Was it one of his duck sandwiches that he likes? No, he was sticking and stuffing. Oh, was it the hog roast bath outside the home end at Exeter with stuffing and that? No, no, this was was from the co-op. Oh, fucking Um, hell. On the way. He's not got that much class, has he? Go on, tell us about the game. But it was a really good day. So, uh, yeah, I went there. We we uh, got there really early. That's, and that was obviously there. It was, it was early as well. I met him, which was really good. Took the uh, infamous photo that's sort of taken some interest online. Uh, 25, 26, like 32,000 views on a photo. Um, it is a Napa's tweet, so that's quite useful, I know it, it is, but the, the comments are even better, aren't they? The comments are pretty strong. <laughs> that's me with uh, my media pass, my bib on. Bib FC, I like to call him. Uh, because Look you have to wear his sides. Look at that. My cameraman as well. Or friend. But I prefer to call him my camera Ooh, and Dave. Um, media friends. Good lad, Harris. He good lad. He, he got us some. He got us some, uh, some some good bits. The game itself was. It was all right. The first half, I thought Exeter were better. Then a lot of the ball, um, and, and Fleetwood didn't really ever look like. Well, I mean, touching the ball, let alone scoring. I thought it was all all extra in that first forty-five. Um, very, very strong in, in the way that they were, were working with the ball, out killing the game off and creating good chances with that ball from an extra perspective will be their frustration because they look very good in possession. They did score that one chance from Harper. It's a really good ball in for Pierce Sweeney, but the the 
creative output from that ball possession was a little bit frustrating, I think. And, you know, with it, I think even just seeing there was a little after the game, even though I'm skipping the second half, after the game, there's a little bit of like deflation of we really, really should have won that game in that first 45 purely because they did have that that ability to kill the game off with chances and and maybe just creating more chances that were slightly better than the ones that did make. But again, I think they could have been better with that product. Second half, Fleetwood came out really well. Triple change at halftime was really, really oh. good. Four change, sorry, um, at halftime, which was strong. Uh, Mayor came on, did really well. I thought Broom came on and impacted the game really well. Um, Phoenix did really well. We're talking about lots and lots of energy joining the football club. And... That's the biggest thing. I, there was a real element of energy, you know, brought into that to that eleven. And I think Napa said it in his video. I think Broom came on, gave him that breath of fresh air. Um, I think Phoenix came on, and were able to cross the ball time and time again. Balls went into that penalty box that just weren't being delivered in that first half, and they just looked like a threat, and they scored as well. So yeah, I, I thought Exeter it was a game of two halves. Exeter better in the first half, Fleetwood better in the second half. I did say in, in the pre-match, uh, Napa's. Um, Lost the footage for that, so it does look a bit stupid. I am now just I'm just it looks like I just turned up and I was in the video and then and then wasn't wasn't there for it. I did speak. He didn't he did ask me a question, he didn't let me just stand there. That'd be quite weird if Nappers had gone chat. Come on, stand here. I'm not gonna speak to you though. That, that did have he did ask he did ask me some questions. And I remember saying this feels like again that Fleet would have probably got to win because of the position they find themselves in. And I think Harris said, which is a good point. This game meant more for Fleet with the dust to, to Exeter because I think Exeter probably are safe because there's worse teams than them. Fleetwood obviously are not safe and they need to win that game to get them out of the dogfight with other teams also performing and picking up results. In the end, a draw. And they had chance to win it, Fleetwood, especially, like I said, after the break. Interesting what, what Ben's got to say, but I don't know. It feels like it does feel like two points drop because of the chances, but a point at Exeter isn't a bad result. But you need because of how we're being brutal, shit you've been. You need to win games like this, don't you? Really, at this point in the season, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I said it felt like a cup tie. <coughs> if you yeah. look at, I don't know if you looked at the plays at the end of the game, they all dropped to the floor, and obviously knackered. And I felt like they knew. That game yesterday was, I think, confirmed the inevitable of Fleetwood Town going down. And first half, I think we completed 59 passes. I think Exeter completed like 46 that. in the second half. Yeah, accurate passes, 59 it was. Um, we still had the better expected goals, though, than Exeter in that first half, which is baffling. I was so surprised at that. Second half, we murdered them. We had, and we had, I think we had 13 shots, only three on target, but we had about eight, eight seven or eight corners. Um, and it really felt like something was going to happen. But anywhere we do scores, gets just allowed. And I said, get on with it, keep going, keep playing. And that's what we did. And after we scored, it kind of like, that took the sting out of it. And we didn't really look like scoring. After, I don't think they look like scoring. I don't think I won this allowed, but I think a draw was fair. And um, we're on to Port Vale on Tuesday and uh, 12 games to go. And we're probably going to need as many points as Portsmouth do. And that's scary. Believe me. Stevenage 1, Wickham nil. Ben, we're back with you. Three losses in four for Stevenage for our penultimate yeah. game. Heading yeah. into this one, they recorded their first ever league double over Wickham yesterday. How did it all unfold, mate? It, it, was, a, it was a game where, the, you know, didn't really surprise me in terms of result. Um, Stevenage stood up strong, got through it. 
Um, I think what did stand up strong better was the zip on Steve Evans's coat uh, when he was celebrating. Um, but um, no, I love Steve Evans. You know what he's done at that football club. I know Jake hates him, and obviously we've spoken about him. But I think the job he's done at that football club, I just love Big Steve. Um, and you know he, he laughs and jokes about it all the time. Carpi Driani scores his 12th goal for the football club in 95 games, his fourth of the season. A really nice finish into the far corner. Um, again, the last four victories for Steve Evans have all been by one goal. Obviously, they're sending off on the goalkeeper. But for Wickham, kills it. No, winning three for Wickham. But for Stevenage, good day's work. Stevenage, one. Wickham be nil. For the first time in T-Lop history, Pompey is the last that. game of the weekend. Charlton had conceded 21 games for the first time ever in their League One history before the visit of the mighty John Messino New Look Blues. And they didn't concede yesterday, Ben. Is this league now Pompey's to lose, do you think? I think Messino is in big trouble. To, to not score for one game, to not win in one game, Paddy Lane is, you know, very bang average to not score in one game. I think not good enough. Messino should be sacked immediately. No, but um, it was always felt like a slippy tail, this. It always felt like Charlton won Portsmouth nil before the game happened, didn't it? Um, I think, obviously, you, you've won all your games in February prior to this. And I think you'd have taken a point before the game. I know, obviously, you would want to win, get to 75 points, keep the momentum going. But I think, I said before, you've got Bolton coming up, you've got Barnsley coming up, you've got Peterborough coming up, you've got Blackpool coming up, and you've got... Barnsley, I said them. Um, you've got you've got four or five big hitters coming up as well, and if you beat them, Oxford, I think was the other one. If you beat them, I only think you need another one win, um, which says a lot. Um, I think you're getting over the line, which is good. Even game yesterday, but obviously you had a couple of chances to, to nick it. Really, I think you have had the better of it. Um, Ace unbeaten, I think you'd have taken this on for 95, 96 points. Um, yeah, Portsmouth to lose and uh, don't focus on anyone else's. Don't think about losing, think about winning it. You do your job, you win your games. Portsmouth Football Club will deservedly be a championship football club next season. And I hope they do it, mate. Thanks, mate. It's uh, at least one of you on the call does. It's a point closer, fortunate with our results, of course, making it slightly more disappointing well. not to capitalise. We do as well, we, we, we do. No, I, you... people think I'm a lover of Portsmouth, but, you know, I'm not. Up the blues, John Messino's tricky blues. I think it's more just, you know, you want your friends to... Well, depends how you Ooh, get on, doesn't it? Friends. I, want I don't know. Any, any suggestions, by the way, patrons? Or, or anyone listening to this? Who do we want to fancy replacing Tom on the Reflections next year? Um, we need to me? do one this week. Not bad. App- applications open. Huh? What about me? I'm going as well. Exactly. So I'm only left with Jake. Left with no, he's... His reflections he's talking you know, about. So, no, remember, match week four, right? Match week four, right? Bear in mind, this is the week I think I wish sepsis on myself. Um, Portsmouth were top at, I think Oxford were top at league after winning at Derby and Barnsley, right? Then oh, it was Portsmouth, I think Portsmouth were second, right? Lincoln were fourth. Fleetwood were fucking 20, but I'm thinking, oh my Lord, this is going to be like my idea of hell. And can I just say, if the Lincoln and Oxford get in the playoffs and you would go up winning promotion and we go down. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Well, it's either Jake, <laughs> Jake takes that. over or I we what, open right, up applications elsewhere. I don't think it's worse at the moment, but football's putting put me that way. Yeah. Basically like having your mate that you misses. Could be worse. Could be Carlisle. Yeah. Give it it's down already. It is time for everyone's favourite part of the show. Uh, I'm going to kick off with goal of the weekend. Adam Phillips' first was exceptional and probably deserving performer of the weekend. I like Joe Taylor's pickpocket composure at Vale Park too, Jakey. Good, Good goal in Cambridgeshire as well. 
I sadly can't look past the Medeski. Toss up between Jordan Shipley and Tom Bloxham for this one. If there was a joint award, I don't know. They're both really good. Get off the fence, Tom. I'd probably go with Bloxham. I yeah, think it's a I think it's a harder chance. And also he gets a bit of a helping hand, doesn't he? Result, Nappers. Ooh. Uh, Lincoln are up there, to be fair. Obviously, everyone that won, wins is always up there. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury have scored, I think, mm. scored 11 goals away, uh, 10, 10 or 11 goals now away from home. He scored six under Paul Erster, attacking output since he's come into the football club. Um, oh, I'm torn between the, between Barnsley and Blackpool. Blackpool winning four on against Bowling. Oh, but Barnsley beating Dart. Because in terms of result, Blackpool's is better. But I think in the importance of it, I think Barnsley beating Derby is more important. I think that result... That result for Blackpool could charge them to the players, but I think that result for Barnsley deservedly puts them into a top two race. I've been banging on for about 10 games. Ah, 51% I'm going to go for Barnsley against Derby, but Blackpool are right up there. And I'm just going because, because how good both sides are. Blackpool, oh, I don't know. Barnsley 2, Derby 1. Oh, that was tough. We got there. Performer Wardy? Oh, tough. Um... It's all tough. Maybe for Black, maybe for Blackpool's double uh, or Beasley's double for Blackpool. I'd probably say him. You know, two important goals for them in a game that was obviously was massive in, in them beating Bolton. Um, Shipley three goal contributions in his game against Reading as well is strong. Um, again, you got to look at clean sheets. You look at size keeping clean sheets. I'm sure there were sort of plenty of. Uh, by the way, Ronnie Edwards in the game against Blackpool. Um, was it? I oh, know that's the Papa John's on in, in midweek. That's gaining a lot of attention. And again, mountain. sorry. Bristol Street Motors. Um, if your sponsor's listening to this, I do apologise. Uh, he was phenomenal in that game. Another clean sheet again against Cambridge. Of course, they're rivals in that one. Always good to, to win that, of course, without a manager, Cambridge. But still a difficult one. Peter Bruss sort of slipping down the table. They kept a clean sheet. So you look at the likes of of Ronnie Edwards, etc., and 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 co. within that strong back line, especially in that one. But I, I'd probably give it to, to Jake Beasley. Two important goals for... for and again, we're speaking about Blackpool team. I haven't always had those, those strikers been in phenomenal form this season. Uh, but he stepped up yesterday with two very important goals. And of course, one being a penalty, but you know, in the context of the match and in game state, uh, an important one for him. So I'd say he gets uh, the, 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 the performer of the weekend. Gaffer, Jakey? Yeah, um, I had a, a, a similar sort of toss-up between with, with Ben really between Neil Collins and, and Neil Critchley. It's, uh, it's the Neils. Neils coming out on top this week. Uh, oh, however, oh. I went for Neil Critchley. I think a four-one win over um, Blackpool uh, over Blackpool. He is the manager of Blackpool over Bolton. Is is significant? Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he was excellent in terms of the way the, the subs, the, the the tactics in order to 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 disrupt Bolton's game and um once they rode their luck I thought they were fantastic on the ball. <laughs> then Bele was, was was a joy to watch and clearly Neil Critchley uh, uh, has told him what to do. So Neil Critchley is our uh, gaffer of the week. Sticking with you for scores on a door. Oh yes. Yes now, it's quite a gap, good one. Oh, the gaps God, are getting yeah. closer yeah. by the way. So obviously we had a, a midweek um shindig, didn't we everybody? Uh, which we all Massively enjoyed. Wardy enjoyed it so much he decided not to pick up any points. Um, Tom picked up one. Mm. Ben got two. And I took home four. And then the weekend, uh, well... British Ride delivered. You you delivered, Wardy. You had a you had a good weekend. 
Um, Tom, you got four points. Respectable four points. Um, Nappers, you got seven. Seven points. Uh, And I got nine. So That's I'm, good. I've, I've clawed the gap from Tom back to, to maybe 10 points this week. So it uh, shows you that not... I've got more than nine. Summer. You got 11, Wardy. You wow. got three correct scores. By, uh, um, I'm just... Well, you get two correct. You got two. You got <coughs> the um, Exeter Fleetwood score back on Wardy. And you got another one, I'm pretty sure of it. I can't find it. I got what if I told you I did have the scores written down? I just pretend like I make them up on the spot. Well, you don't. Yeah. So, but could I? As in, do you think that is a possibility? That's what I'm doing today, by the way. I've stopped giving a shit now, so let's go. <laughs> I haven't. I and I, oh, that isn't obviously the case. I actually have not. I don't. I. I literally just. Turn I'm, up. I'm trying yes, to imagine. You know, you're a genius. Yeah, what right are now. the numbers? Go on. So uh I'm on two three nine, Tom's on two five eight, Ben is on two six eight, ten points, and Ward is on two seven eight. Ooh. Oh, that's nice and chronological. That's well, if I had one less point, it would be quite good, but I don't. So uh yes, we're we're hotting it's up. 19 behind got... now. You what? Just 19 behind. Yeah, mate, I, I took nine. I look, I closed the gap to nine points this week. You sound like fucking Lincoln, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Eight Top fixes six, on the... Baby. Come oh, on. Yeah, I'll tell you what, right? He'll gain a point in the second. He'll go, I can still fucking win this. Yeah. No, I think I can win this, mate. Yeah, I'm only 39 points off Wardy. On we go. Eight fixtures on the catch-up midweek for us to predict in a full schedule next weekend too. Starting with a big one. Derby welcome Charlton to Pride Park. We're mixing the order up as well. Jakey. No, not me. Not yeah. me. Um not copy me, mate. But... Not that's gone down very well for you. You're fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Derby Charlton. That's the Sorry, game, mate. Well game. done. Come on, Wardy. Sorry, what game was that? Sorry, sorry, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> Derby, 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 Derby one, Charlton nil. Derby two, Charlton one. Wardy, two all for me. Derby mm. two, Charlton nil. It is the return of every T Loppers' favourite fixture. So yeah, we play Port Vale, Jakey. I said it on Ben's stream. I think we're going to go then and win. Portvale nil, Fleetwood one. Oh, I want to go for one apiece. No nil for me. Uh, one, one. Wickham Cheltenham. Gonna go Wickham Wanderers one, Cheltenham two. I want to go for Wickham Wanderers nil, Cheltenham one, Wardy. I'm gonna go Wickham Wanderers two, Cheltenham nil. Wickham nil, Cheltenham one. Cambridge travelled to Stevenage in a relatively local affair. Hopefully someone puts a few coins in the meter this time round. Jakey? Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully the lights are going to make the uh, the kickoff this time. Um, I am going to go Stevenage one, Cambridge nil. Stevenage three, Cambridge one for me. Two nil Stevenage, but that's yeah, not good two, for us. Two nil, two nil Cambridge. Uh, Stevenage. Leighton Orient, Blackpool, Jakey. 
I've got a really close eye on this one for for midweek. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Funny. I'd like it to be Leighton Orient one, Blackpool one, please. Sorry, sort <laughs> that out. It's, if you don't mind, drop points. Thank you. <laughs> What's Tom laughing at? Absolutely nothing at all. Uh, I would like Leighton Orient to beat Blackpool for Jakey's sake. Just make this T-Lop running interesting. I don't think it's going to... Oh, do I think it's going to happen? They're not great on the no, road, are they? No, definitely not. 1-1. One, one. Oh, sorry. I thought you were doing... Do I think Lincoln's top six push is going to happen? Um, um, well, could they? Could they? Could they? Could they? One all for me, and no, they can't. Yeah, of course, can yeah. two one Orient. Uh, Lincoln are back at the bank for Shrewsbury's visit, Jakey. Lincoln City two, Shrewsbury nil. Lincoln two, should be one for me. One all for me. One nil, Lincoln. This is exciting. We're going to athletic against Bolton Wanderers. Oh. Fascinating. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Hmm. Am I? Am I mental? We're going four Bolton nil. I was. <sighs> I was thinking going similarly mental. I want to go for a two-one Wigan win. Come on, the ticks. Oh, the ticks. Come on. One nil Bolton for me. One nil Bolton for me. Three-one Wigan. Jesus, come on, Christ! I don't like that shit. <laughs> We just want it to happen. Burton Carlisle, Jakey. Burton Carlisle, Burton Albion one, Carlisle nil. <sighs> one nil Burton. Yeah, of course, mate. Two nil Burton. Three one, one. Burton. Three one Burton. Oh. One one. On to next weekend we go. These two will be sick of this. What was that chant, Ben? Saturdays. Saturdays away. Saturdays away. What do they do when they're at home, though? They only sung it yesterday. Saturdays at home. home. Mate, I swear to God, mate, that went on for 45 minutes straight. I shit you not. Good. Uh, These two will be sick of the sight of each other. Bolton Cambridge at the tough sheet. Jake. Uh, Go same scoreline. Bolton 2, Cambridge 1. We're going for a 2 0 win, Wardy. For Bolton, that yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Cambridge. 3 0. 3 0 Bolton. I'm going to go. It's going to be tough sheet for, for Cambridge fans. It's going to be 2 0 to Bolton. Like it. Reading are off to Cumbria. Jakey. Well, they, what are they doing up where's, there? Where's Cumbria? Collecting three points is what they'll be doing. Carlisle 0. Reading 2. Carlisle 0. Reading 1. Nil nil for me. I think I think there's more likely for the bus driver for Reading uh, that's driving the bus to to get more points than Carlisle are going to get for the rest of the season at this rate. I'm going to go for one nil Reading. I bet you they'll finish above us now. (laughs) Oh well, live laugh love. Come on, (laughs) enjoy Barrow. Forty-five round mother. Live laugh love. Cheltenham Burton. Cheltenham Burton. Oh, it's like just realised they're both in the league. Cheltenham, but Cheltenham. Cheltenham. I'm just Fucking geographically man. trying to work this out. <laughs> Cheltenham. Uh, Cheltenham, uh, Cheltenham. Yeah, I like Cheltenham. Cheltenham won. Burton. <laughs> Burton. 
Yeah, like Burton, Cheltenham. Yeah, I like Cheltenham. One over, mate. In 1977, it was. <laughs> I was alive then, but not that my face shows it. No, born yesterday by the looks of it. I'm gonna go for a one-one. You can talk, facial hair, Wardy. Yeah, but at Come least that. He's got, got a track record, Wardy. What have you? You got? have lost. You have lost twenty years. Yeah, which is good. It's a compliment. It's longer than you. You know what I love about it, right? These little chin. Oh, one or my You can see. Him. <laughs> yep, that's from a turkey. He, went to he just goes what up and down. Is that a, is that a mole? <laughs> what this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is no, that? it's where I, it's where I cut myself. <laughs> it's oh, <a> right. <laughs> no, no, I didn't think that was a mole. I meant like, what that no, is. Just look at his chin. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm so self-conscious now. Carry on. <laughs> just what you call him. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. You laugh. Are you you laugh. I think I probably would have cried. First. Jake, I think you're gorgeous, mate. Thanks, I think man. you're gorgeous. I told you this at the time. Tom, I thought you were gorgeous. Tom. Yes, mate. Then, mate. I don't... Well, what I would like is a Cheltenham Burton prediction off you, Ben. Oh, have you hit yours, Tom? Yeah, yeah, done it. We've both done it, yeah. Um, I was one all. One nil to the Robins. Paul Warren versus Darren Moore. Derby Port Vale. Jakey. Derby three, Port Vale nil. Three one for me, Wardy. Four nil. Derby, nice. Two nil, Derby. Now let's see if the boys think Wigan will score. Fleetwood Wigan, Jakey. Wigan are going to score. (laughs) Wigan are going to score three. Wigan three, Fleetwood one. Where's this Wigan loving coming from? <laughs> I just um, love the Wigan kebabs, mate. You can tell by my chins. I, I like your embrace. Any, I could see, I can see a Wigan win, but I do want Fleetwood to win this one. So I'm going to go for a one nil narrow Fleetwood win and keep the home fires burning. Come on, the Cods. Yeah, Fleetwood winning this game comfortably for me. Two nil. Nil nil. No, one 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 one. A triple on the M4 for Rovers to Leighton Orient. Jakey. Leighton Orient, nil, Rovers one. And go for a 2 0 Rovers win. Doesn't help the agenda. Sorry, guys. Leighton Orient win this game. Leighton Orient win this game comfortably, I think. I don't know what. I think 3 1. 1 0. Leighton Orient. Lincoln Stevenage. Big game. Big game. Almost as big as Steve Evans's backside. Um, Not quite that big. Lincoln won, Stevenage won for me. I think 2 2. I think tight affair. I think Lincoln win. Um, I'm going to say 2 0 Lincoln. I think if we offered you four points this week, Jake, would you take it now? What another mm. a win and a draw? Yeah, week. yeah, I think I probably would. I'm going to go one one. Charlton make the short shit. Yeah, try that again. Charlton, Charlton make the short trip to Sixfields. Who wrote that in the script? Jakey. Um, 
also a reminder we do have tables to look at. I know it's a, a long podcast, but um, tables, yeah, from oh, Dylan. Sorry. Do you remember Dylan's work? Oh, yeah, I'll fucking do it next week. He hasn't sent that to me, so they're not going to be graphics. So, <laughs> yeah, oh no, no, that's because he wants to laugh at all of you. And we did. Oh, it's late, Dylan. For fuck's sake. We'll do it next week. Uh, we'll do it next week, Dylan, apparently. Um, what game was it? Was it? He's one moaning on Patreon that he wants it tucked in was early. Was Char- Char- Northampton? It was indeed, yes, sir. At, at Sixfields? Yes, sir. Um, <sighs> Northampton 1, Charlton 2. Northampton 1, Charlton nil for me. Oh, fuck it. they got to win eventually, haven't they? 3-1 Charlton. Yeah. Who's at home? Northampton. Northampton nil. Peterborough Exeter, an upset in the reverse. Is it going to happen again, Jakey? Peterborough 2, Exeter nil. Yeah, I think 3-1 posh. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go 2-0 Exeter. 2-0 Peterborough. <laughs> Sorry. 4-0 Peterborough. Fuck. Are we ready? Ladies and gentlemen, compose yourselves. The hotly anticipated T-Lop derby, Portsmouth versus Oxford United at Fratton Park, Jakey. Oh my God. This is like picking between your left and your right ball. Um, I don't have one. I've got three. You only have one ball, Nappers. Um, Someone my dick is. Um, no, I have two. It's a great Enough testicle chat, please. We're not I've talking about people. Can I just say, by the way, you can tell we're recording, right? Because I don't give a fuck. No one's listening at one minute, one hour. Time. I'm going to go. My balls are famous Sue quite big. Sue, Sue's going to be like, Sue's, Sue, you're, you're all think, Sue will think, oh, what's this disgraceful behavior? She'll be going, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. <laughs> two on to the pump. I'll bet you on that. 2-1 Pompey. I think I said 2-1 win on 4-0 earlier. Um, yeah, you did. I'm mainly just winding the people up that were <laughs> that were there. I, I, yeah, we're pro- like, it, all you can do it is based off. We are not, we're not providing enough evidence to suggest we're going to get much from this game. Let's put it that way. So I'm going to say, oh, fuck it. One all. 3-1 Portsmouth. Get in. I think we'll, I think we'll lose. Like we will lose. But like, why? Why bother? Predict a loss then, dickhead. No, because I, I think the dickhead. Why be? Like, we, dickhead. No, because oh. I'm I, I'm to the point now where I, like I'm going to win the prediction. So uh, Ooh, I make, make it interesting. Shrewsbury Blackpool. Shrewsbury Blackpool. Shrewsbury one. Blackpool nil. Vordy's winning the predictions while Pompey win the league. Shrewsbury nil, Blackpool one. That was needed, wasn't it? Um, what's the They're score? Not, not saying game? we will. Shrewsbury, yeah. Blackpool. Yeah. Shrewsbury nil, Blackpool one. Oh, I was going to go one now. Shrewsbury one, Blackpool two. Nice. Finally, oh, Wickham Barnsley. Ooh, big Barnsley. game. Ooh. I got Barnsley spot on last weekend. That's good, mate. How do they get in nineteen ninety-seven? Yeah. Um the score in this fixture in nineteen forty-six was uh, um Wickham nil Barnsley two. It's got <laughs> two one Barnsley written all over it for me. One nil Barnsley for me. I think this is the day that Barnsley don't win two one. I think they're gonna win one nil. <laughs> 
Same. Thank you for that, gentlemen. That was fantastic. Thank you for staying all the way to the end of another Tealop yeah, episode. Right. The next time I'll be back on the controls will be our Easter special. We'll be back with Mr. Jack Ward in charge next weekend for episode 26. But until then, have a fantastic week and up the Tealop. Ciao, ciao. Bye, baby face. Thank you.